episode 95, Pay for Post is Dead. Welcome to the PR Playbook Podcast, the only podcast giving you actionable skills and advice you need to execute a strategic PR program. Warning, what you hear next may lead to brand awareness and increased sales and customer exposure. Now, here's your host, Rinjini Joshua. Hello, and welcome to episode 95. Um, today, we're going to be talking about influencer marketing and how paying for posts is dead, and I will have somebody else explain that. But today, we're speaking with Taylor Legace from Kinship. Hi, Taylor. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me, Rinjini. Did I say your last name right? <laughs> uh, it's Lagasse, but people get Lagasse. it wrong all the time. Okay. I had a feeling about that. Okay, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, so I think uh, just before we dive into this influencer marketing conversation, which we've had different ones in the past, so I'm interested in this angle. Just a little background about yourself would be great to kick it off. Yeah, so my partner and I, uh, my partner Cody Woodick, uh, he's my co-CEO and co-founder. Uh, we launched Kinship three years ago, January 2019. And prior to that, I was at a growth agency uh, called Common Thread Collective, uh, where I built out the influencer department, ran paid media, um, Facebook ads specifically, or meta ads, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but they were a, a seeding partner uh, in our business as well three years ago. So, um, And then prior to that, was at an NFL market agency uh, doing deals like when you think of Aaron Rodgers and State Farm commercials, doing things like that. And then even did a little bit of influencer uh, work uh, in college. Unique experience with PDD's son, who I played football with. We started a business together. Um, so all my experience is within the influencer marketing realm. Long-winded answer, uh, but that's what's brought me here too today. Awesome. And then, um, can you give us a little bit of background on kinship um, and how, like, kind of what you do at a high level? And then we'll we'll dive into the conversation from there. Yeah, so we are an influencer marketing agency. We are not a platform. We have plenty of platforms that we use in the ways that we service brands and more than happy to give all the listeners here today uh, that entire tech stack to try to get you guys to go try this for yourself internally. Uh, but as an agency, we service our brands. We uh, come with a strategy and we execute on that strategy. At a high level, what it is we do uh, as you can see in the title, we are not the traditional influencer marketing agency that pays influencers to post on behalf of your brand. Uh, we just think there's a better uh, way of doing that. And that's through influencer seeding, which I'm sure we'll dive into in the nitty gritty. But in short, it's getting your, it's identifying and getting your product in the hands of the right influencers that will ultimately be um, genuine product adopters and brand ambassadors for, for your team. Yeah. So we've had the conversation about influencer marketing before where you partner with influencers and you kind of pay them for a post and figure out what that's going to look like and things like that. How is brand seeding a little bit different than that? Obviously I know, but uh, for those people listening, you know, when you have a product, what is the benefit of doing a brand seeding program? Yeah. When thinking of comparing the two against one another, the pay for post model is just overpriced. It's inflate. It's inflated price points. You're not going to get the ROI you're looking for. It's transactional. It's inauthentic. And it lends itself to a one-off drug where these people actually don't love your brand, love your product. They were paid to do this thing that will ultimately lead to 
a post that again inflated in the price doesn't lend the ROI you're looking for, and then after they do that one-off post, they're kind of they're done with you. Um, there's no continued relationship there because it wasn't built in the right way. So in comparison to that, um, and we can go down a long rabbit hole, Ranjini, uh, here. So please, again, I would love listeners to be able to go try this for themselves. So would would want to take them through A through Z, what this could entail for them if they wanted to do it. So seating, by contrast, it's going to be incredibly inexpensive going about it the right way. Uh, it's not going to be inauthentic. It's going to be authentic content. It's going to lead to um, people that don't post a one-off, um, but they post throughout the year of their own free will. So how we go about this internally on our end, and again, you can just apply the numbers accordingly based on the capacity of your internal team. But we start by identifying and reaching out to 500 influencers. So how we identify those influencers, we personally use uh, a search engine platform called Tagger. It costs $1,500. So free tools is Facebook Brand Collabs Manager, uh, as well as TikTok's Creator Marketplace, two free tools that are very uh, effective. Obviously not as robust as Tagger, which costs money, but it'll get the job done. You want to identify influencers based off all the quantitative data that aligns with your brand, whatever makes them you know, a brand fit, persona fit, demographic fit. But just as important, if not the most important, is video content creation ability. So are they thumb stopping? Do they capture your attention? You know, are they articulate, charismatic, all of that. Basically, like the lens you need to look through when identifying an influencer worth seeding product to, getting your product in the hands of, is can they sell me on this product through their video content creation ability? If yes, along with all the quantitative metrics, is a yes as well in that box is checked, they become one of the people that you would want to reach out to in order, in order to see them, your product. I'm going to stop there because it's a multi-step process. Is there anything you think that I'm missing there, Ranjini? Obviously, you know our process pretty well at this point as well. But Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think that's a, it's a good starting point. Yeah, maybe this is a multiple part uh, <laughs> podcast. But yeah, no, that's a good starting point. So understanding that. I think, um, yeah, if you, if you like, yeah, if you continue to go through this in a high level perspective, I think that's awesome. Cause that way, like you said, we want people to be able to take away something where they can actually try maybe not 500 people, but 10 people right. themselves or scale something down, like scale yeah. down 100%. So yeah. I'm just giving you what we do internally, but you're going to be able to apply the numbers here to a much smaller scale. So after, after you approve the influencers, though, or after you identify these influencers, whatever number it is, this is where we are very different. We do not reach out to all these you know, 500 influencers asking them, you know, what's their rate? Send us your media kits or uh, even we want to put this product in your hands in exchange for a post. We don't even do that. We're not your traditional PR agency either. What we're saying is, you know, to all 500 of them, sending them a message saying, hey, Ranjini, we think you're a great brand fit. We absolutely love the content you consistently put out. We think you'd love our product and we want to send it to you no strings attached. What we mean by that is we have no expectation of you to post whatsoever. Just send me your address. We'll get this right out to you. So everyone might be like, no chance, no way. I'm never doing that. Um, Try it. That's what I challenge you to do. Uh, (laughs) Otherwise, I wouldn't be on this podcast with Ranjini. We wouldn't be talking right now. This wouldn't be a service that we offer. So, So to give you the numbers there. Out of the 500 that we send that outreach message to, in which uh, out of the 500, we typically see a minimum of 100. So percentage-wise, 
20% at a minimum of the total amount that you outreach to and identify will opt in to receive your product. So 500 to 100, 50, if you do 50 internally to 10, and then out of the people that receive your product, you typically see 30% of them end up posting of their own free will, free of cost because they're genuine product adopters and lovers of your brand. And then on average, two to three assets each. So if it's 500, it goes to a 100 at a minimum, goes to 30 influencers posting 60 to 90 assets there. If it's 50, goes to 10, goes to three posting six to nine. I'll yeah, and there. I think what's important to know is that like, again, these, while everybody that was, doesn't post, they actually are interested in what you're doing. So whatever content they do create, they've already been vetted for good content. So we already know that they're really good content producers. So that's not a problem. It's Correct. when they end up posting, they're going to have quality content no matter what, because they've already gone through this process of vetting, right? Yeah. Great yeah. point. Great point. And then after they post the next step of the process, and this is critical and very important. As soon as they post, steal this verbatim, send them a message, outreach message that says, Hey, Ron Genie, so glad you love the product so much. So you're willing to share this content with your audience. Hey, we'd love to be able to share this content with our audiences as well. Can we have the rights to do so? Get usage rights to that content. That is a massive value add. Then get it reformatted at nine by 16, one by one, Facebook ad placement purposes, caption it, create iterations off of it. And so again, if you reach up to 500, then you go to 100 opt-in to receive your product, 30 influencers posting 60 to 90 unique assets. Mm-hmm. That's going to turn into well over 150 ad iterations for you to launch into your paid media efforts as well. So not only are you going to get all the organic distribution from this, from influencers over the customers that you're looking to acquire, but also you're getting 150 assets created by professional content creators that have proven to create content that goes viral, that gets traction on the platforms you're looking to advertise on. Um, so that's the main value adds. I would say why to bring it full circle, why do we say the pay for post model is dead? If you go to any influencer marketing agency in the world, or if you try to do this internally uh, and just engage with influencers yourself to pay them to post, 30 influencers posting 60 to 90 assets with usage rights to that content, you're looking at a minimum fee of 30K. Yeah. A minimum yeah. fee, a minimum fee. And it's going to lack authenticity. It's going to be transactional. It's going to be one-off. And again, why pay that much when you can get genuine, authentic relationships producing genuine, authentic content for a fraction of the price? You, you got that same amount of output by just sending out product to 100 people. Yeah. And I, so think, I think that's something important to remember because some, some people are like, well, the cost of the product is this much and da, da, da. Well, if your product is a hundred bucks, then that's like 3000 versus 30,000 is going to be nothing to your bottom line. If they're sharing 16 to 90 pieces of content. So, and, and also another thing to note is this happens often in PR too, is where when we do product reviews, they show up again later. And so while these people might be posting now, they might post it again later, like, because they weren't, there was no strings attached because there was some, some genuine interest, it could be like another season comes around and they post it again or something like that. You never know when they're going to reuse content too, right? For sure. For sure. Yeah. Like I said, each influencer on average posts two to three times each. That's just an average. Mm-hmm. We've had influencers a part of campaigns where when we seeded the product and started the race in that way, one brand, this is an outlier. So this isn't like what you should expect, sure. but 
this person has posted over 200 times over the last year on behalf of this brand since starting the relationship with them. And it's not uncommon where you get over the course of a year, 50 plus posts from people. It's not, that's not out of the ordinary. It depends the on average, how much they love what you're doing. Right. The average right. is two to three, but because you started the relationship in, in such a right way, that is completely different from the rest of their marketplace where they consistently get daily spam messages talking yeah. about how people, you need to post about this product and we'll, we'll just pay you like a hundred bucks to do so. It's like, it gets old and it gets yeah. spammy you're standing out in a very unique way where it's a breath of fresh air to them. I can't tell you how many times we've gotten that response from them as well. Like what? Wow. This is like so unique. I can't like, yeah, no one else is reaching out to us in this way. So that way, I mean, it does mean you have to have confidence in your product. <laughs> for sure. For yeah, sure. Without, without that, you're not getting anywhere. This is not just like a gimme kind of situation. I think that's, um, we work with a lot of startups. So I think that's always important to note is that, the product has to be good. And if it's not, someone might say it's not. So just remember what you're sending out. You're going to get <laughs> what you're putting out. Um, right. A question that, uh, you know, comes up a lot are, uh, as far as influencers go and identifying influencers are, how do you mm -hmm. identify the right number of followers? And Ooh, great question. I love it. And, uh, we talk about this a lot. Um, and we talk about little inflection points and stuff like that. But how, how do you do that? How do you guys do that? Yeah. So at the end of the day, we tell brands, we can reach out to any follower account that you would like, but best practice, what we would recommend is reaching out to uh, influencers between 5k and 150k in following. Why? One, you avoid agents and managers. That level of influencer does not have an agent and manager that's in their inboxes, negotiate on their behalf creating these inflated price points. Agents and managers, it's complete conflict of interest. Yeah. They're completely incentivized to put inflated hiked up rates in front of you to get their client paid and that's how they get paid. You avoid those people. Two, on a per follower basis, micro influencers in comparison to macro influencers have greater reach, greater engagement, greater conversion rate. And to be honest, like I would take 10 micros over one macro any day of the week probably the same aggregate following. And you're going to get, like I said, way more engagement, way more reach, way more conversion rate by doing this. And within seeding, you're going to get more than a 10 to one opt-in rate, like more 10 plus micro influencers to every one macro will opt-in. Um, wow. So across the board, it just makes more sense. The biggest reason, in my opinion, is content usage rights. You're right. going to get a hundred X the amount of content with no drop off in the level of quality, because when you fall for usage rights to a micro-influencer, they're flattered, yeah. truly flattered that you want to repurpose that. A macro-influencer, again, has that agent, has that manager that will come in and say, hey, sure, you can use it for 30 days for $10,000. Like, no. So micro-influencers, I'm not saying don't ever work with macros, right. but work, work with hundreds, if not thousands of micro-influencers before you scale up to this take a This is one of the places where you go with quantity, quantity versus... <laughs> Scale and from micro really to macro. It's not versus quality. It's just different. So it's more quantity based, I guess. I would say it's both. It's quantity yeah. and quality full in, in all honesty. Um, but there is still a place for macros. Um, you just need to scale up to that. Don't be the brand that sees the Chloe Kardashian, Kim Kardashian campaign. And like, okay, that's what we need to do. Let's go spend a million on a macro. You're going you're gonna to leave probably empty handed. We tell people all the time, like, 
if you just go after a macro partnership right away, it's like walking to a bar drunk and playing darts and thinking at the bullseye. Like that's just not happening. Like you got to work your way up to that. If I'm a brand, I wouldn't mind just always working with micro influencers based on everything we already just, you know, discussed. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's say we're working with these influencers. We've got this program going. What if like, have you ever done a thing where we follow up and like, let's say we want to do like a giveaway or something, expand on the relationship. Um, how mm-hmm. have you done that in the past? I love it. So from seating, everyone that ends up posting. So like, again, 500 outreach, identify, identify and outreach ends up with 30 influencers posting 60 to 90 assets. Every single one of those 30 influencers as a next step from seating, what we recommend brands do is onboard them all into an affiliate program. Okay. So back end platform there we'd recommend is Refersion. um, And then just find a way to engage. We offer that as a service as well. But if you guys want to do this internally, just find a way to engage with that community that you're onboarding into your affiliate program on a weekly basis. Give them Mm -hmm. things to post about, give them things to talk about, discounts to share with their audience, all of that. Get them onboarding an affiliate program, a message there that's easy. This seating lends itself to the most seamless transition into affiliate onboarding. Yeah. Like, like it's just like, hey, Ranjini, we'd love to honor you for any and all future posts by getting you compensated for this and getting you onboard into our affiliate program. Like it's a no-brainer. They're already posting about you. They love your brand. They did it yeah. for free. You look like such it's like doubling down on how good you guys look. You you sent it no strings attached and now. I post and you want to, oh, now you, now you wanna say you just want to pay me. me. You want to pay yeah. me. Like I'm, I'm doing it for free. Like, oh, wow. So it's just like an automatic onboard. And then from there to bring like the full circle answer your question, we see from that affiliate program who works best organically and then whose content that we're repurposing in the paid media, who works best there as well. Mm-hmm. Those are the people at that point where we actually do believe in the pay for post model. Like that's where it exists. It's not completely dead, but seating affiliate and then we can revive the pay for post model right, you're, val- you're validating your targets basically before yes we far massive validation they've proven to be authentic genuine product adopters they've proven to be top performers organically as well as in paid media mm-hmm. then we re-engage them where their price point is going to be half the cost every influencer that genuinely loves working with a brand their price their typical price points go out the window and they get slashed in half That's nice. That's nice to hear. I think this is a great, I feel like this is just such a great organic way to do it. And um, there's a lot of benefits that can come out of this, especially product validation, or you get questions like a lot of new product stuff, I think would be great if people just did brand seeding because then they can get like customer feedback. That's a little bit more Mm -hmm. direct. Can you, so like, you know, I mentioned to you, we love to have tips for everybody. And I think we've given a lot of tips already but you mentioned your tech stack. So I wanted to kind of just touch on that. So let's say I'm a a brand, I'm going to try this program. What would you, what are the list of technology things I should be integrating into my program as I'm like testing it out? Yeah. Great question. So for identification tagger is what we use, but again, that's $1,500. So if you're looking for a free tool to test this out, uh, meta or Facebook's uh, brand collabs manager, and you have TikTok creator marketplace. Both are great. Start there for outreach in which, uh, I would be reaching out to TikTok influencers right now, just unprecedented in its ability to post content that goes viral. That's organically. I'd repurpose that content into Facebook 
for paid media purposes. So uh, for TikTok outreach, I would reach out to them over the TikTok creator marketplace as well as over email, DMs, uh, DMs and email, both. Get your stuff in front of them. I don't hire a VA for that, transparently speaking. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that on your end. Get a message flow going where there's like a five fault message flow, but then right, right. offer that to the, to the VA. And if something falls outside of that flow, have them flag it and then you can take it from there. That's why I recommend transparently speaking. For tracking organic posts and analytics, Mighty Scout, super cost effective. And such a, this is like my favorite platform of the bunch. It's, it's incredible. So within our process, when you seed out the product, like to a hundred people, right? We put all of their social profiles into Mighty Scout and then basically it's like a social listening tool. So every post that goes live in real time, it'll bring it into Mighty Scout, tracks the organic analytics instead of someone on your team, like 24 seven scouring Trying the internet, to look looking for it, search it, who posts what and when. And my favorite piece of this is you can download their content from within the platform as well. So it captures that content. You can download it right there then get it reformatted and properly uh, edited for, for ads. Uh, and then self-plug here, we have a kinship seeding app as well um, okay. that helps with the orders instead of you having to zero out the orders manually one at a time. The seeding app allows you to do that at scale and getting product out into the hands of influencers. Oh, um, okay, cool. Okay, hold on. So I'm going to have all of these um, linked in the show notes so everybody could just grab them really quickly, really fast. Yeah. Anything else before we finish off, like anything people should keep in mind as actually, sorry, before that, I have a question. So let's say we're reaching out. What Please. is the expected response time? Yeah. So like I said, we have a five follow-up message flow. A lot of the time, and I'll start here and I'll get to your question. Mm -hmm. From that initial outreach that no strings attached that please go back and steal that verbatim from earlier on in this in this segment you still might get like i said these people are typically getting spammed with yeah. outreach messages from brands so you very well might get their spammy copy and paste response like here's my media kit here's uh, what it will cost to work with me they don't even read your message sometimes so double down on a second outreach message saying hey no 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 like we just want to gift you this, no strings attached. We have no expectation of you to post. Like, we just want to get this in your hands. Mm -hmm. Double down on that. That will grab their attention. They'll read the first message now. If they didn't otherwise, send you their address. And we've had so many people that send us their media kits or their rates, come back, get the product, and then they're posting as well. So like, yeah. don't let that serve as a deterrent. But you'll, yeah. get, a you'll get all these responses within a week. Um, and if they don't respond, again, send them one more over social, send them one or more over email, do it a last time. Three follow-up flow is more than enough as you're testing this internally. After that, don't spam them anymore. You don't want to get a bad rep for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Five is a lot of messages. Yeah. 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 But well, and, you want to get as many know, people on board as possible. Well, and if you're, if you're identifying the right people, they're going to get back to you quickly. A lot of people get back to you saying, no, thanks. So I think that's important to know, just have a tracking system where you're saying yes, no, yes, no. You like know who's saying what. You, we don't really get many no's. I mean, well, if you think about it, if you think yeah. about it, right? Like we're just trying to give you a free product. So like, you, yeah, don't, you yeah. don't get too many no's. You, you, might, you might get left dry and like no one responds. But again, or some, sometimes I've heard like, I've, I've heard, um, oh, I'm not doing this right now or I'm taking a break or, you know, stuff like that where it's just like a one-off 
little bit. Even when they say that though, just say again, right there, no worries. We're not looking for you to post anything. We have no expectations whatsoever. Just send us your address. We'll get this product over to you. Like still say that. Just don't, don't be afraid to go back at them with that. It's going to go so much further in building that relationship with them that a lot of time we see them post right away. If not, when they come back to life and they get going again, it's posted then. Yeah. No, that's good. That's a perfect opportunity. I love that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, this is awesome. I mean, I think uh, if, if you guys don't try, if you don't, if you have a product and you don't try this at this point, you're definitely missing out, especially if you're already doing influencer relations, which is personally from my standpoint, like just a drain. Um, I've worked with a lot of influencers. It's not the most fun thing to do and controlling their content is impossible. So definitely take a look at the links in the notes and then Taylor, how can people find you? Yeah. Uh, obviously partner, through us, but also yes. <laughs> on Ranjini's podcast, first and foremost, uh, you can find us at kinship with a Y.co is our website. So K Y N S H I P.co. And then me and my partner, uh, Cody are both, uh, pretty active on Twitter or putting out a ton of valuable content, trying to just equip people to do this internally for themselves. Great. I love it. That's just like, that's like, our same motto is you should be able to do it yourself, but maybe you don't always have the time. <laughs> That's it. It's just laborious in time. And so uh, yeah. we'd be happy to come alongside you guys. I would challenge you all, like we've been saying this whole time, try it internally. And if the numbers pan out and they work and you want to scale, we'd love to come alongside you. All right. Well, thank you so much, Taylor. It's been great chatting with you. Thanks for having me, Ranjini.